Hey guys, welcome back to today's podcast where we'll be summing up the top 10 moments in football in 2021. So, yeah, let's just get into it. How are you, Ali? I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm good. So, so yeah, 2021 has been a crazy year for football. So many, so many news, so many transfers and everything. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we'll just get yeah. into it. Crazy year. One of the craziest years we've had in history, I'd say. I mean, yeah. Yeah, in history. Yeah, exactly. So much, like, so much chaos as well. Not just good things, like. Yeah. But yeah, if you guys want to see more content like this, please subscribe and turn on your notification bell to be notified whenever we upload. And you can also view this on Spotify. All right. So, number ten, I. So we ordered this uh, in our opinion, but they're all gonna be like, yeah. you know. Right, anyways. Top the top ten was Barcelona going to Europa League. So well, to start off, let's just say it's a big shock, and I'd say Barca fans are the most upset at this. Like a world class football club that you would expect to win almost like at least a trophy every year, going to the Europa League is one of the biggest downgrades you could possibly get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Even from uh, me, I'm 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 the rival, and I'm still like shocked. I'm like just sad to see them going through this because even though yeah. they're a rival, you still want to have that rivalry, top class, you know. But yeah, it's just it's slowly fading away. But it just takes time. So my question to you is, how much longer will Barca suffer, especially after Coman leaving, after Messi leaving? Just... Well, this question, I think it can be answered in two ways. And if you look at it in a futuristic way or if you look at it in a present way. So if you look at their form right now, they're not doing well at all. And people would say they're screwed, right? But yeah. I think in for the future, maybe three, four years, I think they'll get back on track. Yeah, yeah. Same thing happened with Real Madrid when Ronaldo left. They had, what, the first year without him, it was terrible. They, yeah. They played like they were going to get relegated or something. But <laughs> yeah. Look at, look at them now. Look at them now. It's, yeah, they're back. It's crazy. They're top. And they're... Yeah, those those teams have the money. They have the experience. They have, like, they know what they're doing. They just need time. You just got to believe yeah. in it. So for all you Barca fans, you just going to believe in it, you know? <laughs> I'll get back someday. All right. So, yeah. So, number nine. The Messi versus Ronaldo UCL draw. Oh, okay. Now, this one's really interesting because of the redraw that happened afterwards. So this event actually didn't take place, but it almost took place, which was huge. And as a Ronaldo and Man United fan, I was honestly a bit like, I was a bit upset to see what um, UEFA had done there. But, like, another part of me on the inside wanted it to happen. It's just one of those things that everyone loves to see. But you know why they did it, and it was for the money. Yeah. I was going to ask you why and how did they do it. It's just for the money. Yeah. You know, like, all right, I'm going to get this later, but, you know, just some of you think UEFA are the good guys, but, you know, not always. No one's really a good yeah. guy nowadays. Yeah, football's all about money nowadays. 
Yeah. All right. Number eight, the Europa League final. And uh, I'm sorry I'm saying this to you, but you have to talk about the Europa League final. Well, honestly, a bit upsetting from United. Um, I think Ole played a big part in that loss as uh, I don't know if some of you remember the game, but he never made any subs until late into extra time, which was a bold move to say that your players have been running around for more than 90 minutes and you're still not going to make changes. I think that's yeah. what led to us breaking down our form and eventually losing in a pen shootout at the end. One of the craziest pen shootouts, by the way. Yeah, went to the, went to the goalies. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, yeah, that's why I think they lost because United just – they underestimated Villarreal so much. Like, like, it was so crazy to me to watch that game and just see how much they – like, yeah. they took it so lightly. Like, I don't think they really rendered it in their head that they're playing the Europa League final. And they, especially because United haven't won a trophy in so long. Like, yeah, if I was a United they, player, I would, I would have died to get that trophy. You could tell how important it was because a lot of the United players, they, they knew – what just happened with them and you could tell a lot of them were actually upset but I don't know about Ole I don't that was just complete stupid like plays from him and yeah it was just shocking to see and the let's talk about one more thing in this final the backlash that De Gea got yeah. I don't think oh, it was my. his fault whatsoever he's a class keeper he's always been it was just so undeserved, all this backlash that De Gea got. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. He's, you know, he can't, he can't, like, it's just so stupid to always just blame the goalie. There's 10 more yeah. men out there. There's 10 more men out there. Yeah. Especially in a pen shootout, a keeper cannot do much in that situation. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially when people are rifling. Like shots at you, like in this big yeah. net from so from so up close, you can't really expect them to save much. Yes, the pen taker always has the advantage, and that's why penalties yeah. are on an advantage level. Yeah, like the problem already started before started away before the penalty shootout. Like, it started from the first minute of the game. Yeah, but I just find it crazy how. Look how much they underestimated them in a in a like final in a European Cup final. Yeah, like especially yeah, like yeah. Imagine how much like that would have meant for them. Like we had a solid form throughout the whole tournament. We beat AC Milan. We beat all the top tier teams, bro. And just to crumble on the final is a bad way to go out. Yeah, especially because I know how much that trophy would have meant for the fans, especially just. Just like, yeah. not even just like, you know, just get them back in track, you know, have some confidence coming to the new season. Uh, would have meant so much, you know? Yeah. But yeah, anyways, let's go to the next topic, which is uh, Messi to PSG. That was number seven on the list. Yeah. Well, so talk about this it. Is, this is a big transfer for history of course because Messi has not played for any other club except for Barca and for him to leave Barca it's just a really big moment for all the Barca fans all the Messi fans for Messi himself it's a huge change yeah that's true he's gonna have to he's actually getting a little bit informed now about 
he's been off point for a while, but I don't blame him. Yeah. But, like, you know. But anyways, uh, why do you think he finally left Barcelona? Well, you got to look at the state of the club and the state of Messi. Like, do you really think staying at that club would be the best for him? And I don't think so. I think leaving yeah. was the right choice. Yeah, and uh, I think it started like uh, like last season. I mean, not the one even before that. When he yeah, tried two to years leave, ago. He, yeah, when he went he tried to go to Man City, and he just didn't let him. So, like, especially with, with that, like that management that they had then, just uh, it just basically they he, they literally asked him to leave basically, but like without letting it. Yeah, like, they were doing everything wrong, and to create a to treat a club like. The world like like freaking football legend like that, just crazy. Like, how yeah. do you ever treat like someone like someone? Just I don't know what to say. Like, Parsa, like we said before, they're in a bad position right now, bad place. But hopefully, they get it together soon. Yeah. All right. And do you think PSG will benefit from Messi? Of course, it's Messi. Any team would benefit from Messi. Like. He's considered to be one of the goats, and any team in the world would honestly benefit from such a player. Yeah, right. So number six, uh, another transfer, another big transfer, Ronaldo to Manchester United. Yeah, so one you can talk about that transfer. one. <laughs> my favorite transfer this whole season, this whole year, I mean. Um, but there's one thing I'd like to say. I feel like. This is a controversial opinion, but Ronaldo class player, I'm glad to have him, but I think it would have been better if we did not sign him as of right now. And it, we were kind of forced to sign him because he would have went to City yeah. and that wouldn't have been a good impression on us. So we had to sign him out of force. And I think that tampered with Ole's plans for this season as well, leading to his downfall. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they they bought him for their reputation and not for what they actually needed and to to improve the team. And especially yeah. after like you know have not having a great season for so long, they just they needed these two seasons to you know build the team, have a strong foundation. And Ronaldo just getting there is unbalanced, and they they all they had to change his plans just fully because his plans did not depend on one player or two. It depended on yeah. the whole team working together. Because so, players like Cavani, Bruno, like all, all of them, just they depend on each other. It's not one star in the team. And yeah. Ronaldo just being there just kind of changed it all because just being him, he demands the ball coming to him. And, you know, he wants to be the star yeah. of the team. I don't blame him because he is the star of the team, but just, he just disrupted the, the plans for the, the club. Especially a player like Ronaldo, you're forced to play him, which, again, I'm not seeing as a bad thing, but it does tamper with the performance of the team. I mean, you can, even with his performance, he's 36 years old, he cannot. Like, yeah. even, yes, he, he has to know, he can't expect himself to play every game. Yeah. It, it's right. not that reliable when you reach that age. Yeah, that's what Zidane did with Ronaldo. He didn't play him every game. He barely played in the La Liga when... That's why. That's how they won two Champions Leagues in a row. Yeah, saving him for the big games because that's what he. That's what he's good at. Yeah. All right. So moving on from that, 
go to number five, which is the Copa America. Well, I'm going to be honest here. The Copa America, as a Ronaldo fan, it was well-deserved uh, for Messi to win. It, you saw it coming. Messi needed an international trophy soon, and he did that. He secured the international trophy, and it's a big, big achievement for him and the team. Yeah, as much as people say like that it's a e- much easier than the Euros, you still had to verse uh, Brazil. Brazil's a great team in the yeah. final, and they showed up. Um, like, but my question Brazil, is... Yeah. Uruguay, Colombia, there's actually quite a few there. Yeah, Chile as well. Yeah. But all right, my, my question to you is, uh, did Messi perform well overall? Was he the star of the team? Oh. Well, the whole team played really well, I'd have to say. And Messi did perform outstanding in that tournament. So, yeah, I I think Messi was the star of the team and it was deserved. And it it was a good tournament for Messi. Yeah, I think some people take away all his achievements from that trophy just because of the final, even though it, like, that, even though the final is important, it decides who wins it, but Messi did outperform in all of all the other games, just didn't show yeah. up. And Di Maria did instead in the final. Mm-hmm. But they got the trophy and that's it. But he got them all the way up. And the same thing with uh, Ronaldo, 2016 Euros. Yeah. He I got mean, Portugal all the way to the yeah. final and he couldn't play. I mean, Ronaldo's one is even like a worst case because he didn't. Yeah. It wasn't his choice. He got injured. Yeah. Yeah, but people still blame him. Just that's what happens when you're the two goats. Like you'll get yeah. slander anyways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right. So number four, which is the Champions League final. All right. So this was not expected at all by anyone. I'd say Chelsea to be the champions, beating Man City in the final. It doesn't get any better than that, now, does it? Yeah. Um, it, as a United and Liverpool fan, we both have to agree it was kind of hard to see Chelsea win it, but yeah. I'm actually glad they won it over City because yeah. a, <laughs> a club like <laughs> City does not deserve yeah. it that easily. I think they have to build their um, history first. Yeah, that's true. I, I preferred Chelsea to win it. Yeah. I didn't want any of them, but all right, so so my question is like, were Chelsea the be- the best team in the tournament, and like, who do you think should have like deserved it more? I guess. Well, hands down to Chelsea, they won it fairly and everything, and they're champions. But I don't think they were the best team, and I actually do think Man City were the best team in the tournament, as I didn't I. I was honestly scared for Chelsea when I saw that they were facing them in the final because Man City were on form that tournament. They won everything, and I think Man City were the best team, but they were just unlucky to lose the final. Yeah, uh, like, I don't know, like, you can, like, people can say who the best team was or, like, oh, they can say Chelsea undeserved, but after all, they they won a fair. Like, you can't can't argue with that. Like, what, do you, what yeah. else do you want them to do? They want it. 
you yeah. have to blame you have to blame the other teams for not performing to their standards. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, so all right now going to the top three. The third, right. the third one on the list is the the Super League chaos that happened earlier in the year. Wow, so that was actually at the very start of the year, a long time ago, if you think about it. But it was huge. It it would have been like huge for football history. It's crazy. Um. I was not a fan of this idea at all. I, I was gutted to see they were even planning this. I was gutted to see Man United join yeah. them at one point. And yeah. I think just money has taken over football these days. And that's the sad truth. It's it's horrible to see our like loved game dying. Yeah, that's crazy when everyone saw it. Like this could have changed the course of all of like just football itself. Yeah, and it would have been more like the like the U the U.S. sports systems, and that's just that's just crazy to me because that's not what football grew up from. Exactly, and it was sad to see this. All the big teams just joined, and it was so close to just happening. It was actually crazy that it didn't happen, and all the fans like revolting, and yeah. so much chaos happened. Like. That I was amazing was just, by the fans and the players. Yeah. The players um protested really well as well. Yeah. Good by everyone. Yeah, that's good because they're defending what they what they love. But all right, my question to you is we know that it didn't happen this year, but do you think it'll ever happen in history? Like in the future? Yeah, there's a high chance it will happen. Um they didn't get their way this time, but I've, I'm afraid they will get their way next time. This does happen. Yeah, I feel like they'll just get richer and richer and more greedy for money, and they'll yeah. find their way. And I I think in the future, more fans will, like, uh, what's it called, believe in their plan. It's yeah. crazy to me because they're just influenced by the USA a lot. So I feel like they'll just take their ways and – Especially because most of the owners, a lot of the owners are just don't even love football. They don't know what it, what football stands for and how much it means to all the fans. Yeah. It's like owning a company, but they don't know the meaning behind the company. I'm afraid. Anyways. It's just sad to see as a football fan, football lover, you hate to see it. Exactly. Especially people that come from nothing and just that's all they have. Sometimes it's all what people have, and to take the, to take that away and take away the you know the rise of the underdogs. There's not going to be no more underdogs. There's teams coming up like cities. Like cities, a good example. Like they came from nothing, and now yeah. they're at the top. Like it can be money, oh, but it can be money. But just seeing the come up is just you know just that's what football is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Going to number two, which was the Ballon d'Or this year. So I want you to talk about that. Well, Messi won it. And I'm going to say this right now. Lewandowski robbed. And I fully support that statement. I feel like Lewandowski deserved to win it last year. He didn't. They canceled it. He deserved it this year. And 
people are saying, oh, but uh, Lewandowski only scored goals. That's say He didn't do anything else. He's a number nine. His job is to score goals. And I think he did his job way better yeah. than he should have. And he deserves the Ballon d'Or. Uh, just coming, coming back to the corruption of football and how they cancel. It's funny how they didn't cancel until like the last second because they knew at the last second that Lewandowski deserved to win it. But yeah. now just that there was a little bit of competition, they had a reason to not give it to Lewandowski. And it was crazy because yeah. if, like, if this was like another reality, uh, Lewandowski would be like with two Ballon d'Ors right now. And that's just crazy to yeah. me how he's missed out on two. But like in football, fans' hearts, he, like he has one. He has a Ballon d'Or. Yeah, always, just, always. Yeah, but it's a disgrace how they didn't give him Ballon d'Or, and they actually had the audacity to give him that, like the wooden trophy or something. Yeah, it was. yeah, striker of the year or something. It's crazy. It's not even a trophy, and even even Suarez was laughing at uh, at it when he saw it. And, like that's just yeah. crazy. But I don't know. I don't know what to say. Just because we don't really have like the power, you know. But it's crazy to see as as a viewer of the sport. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so going to the first like, top event of the year. But before that, please subscribe and like the video to support it. Help support it and help it spread to other people on YouTube. But yeah, let's just get into it. So how was this list so far? Well, I think we've narrowed down every single event. We're just missing out on one event that happens every four years, yeah. and that is the Euros. Yeah, yep. You can talk about it. You can talk about it. Uh, actually, I'd like to hear from you first. All right, all right. So the Euros, okay, for, for me, this one actually was a really nice tournament to see. It was really enjoyable. Especially with, yeah. you know, everything that's happened in the world. And, you know, just this this was the highlight of the summer for me. And it was just even from home across, across like, content to see this. Just, it was just so nice to see, to see some action back and see the fans back. And all right, now, like, the COVID coming back. But it doesn't really matter because we had a nice summer. And, yeah. And... Italy winning it just even made it better for me just seeing their come up from not even qualifying for the 2018 World Cup it just it was just nice to see and how much passion just seeing how much passion they had and yeah it was just a really nice summer because of the Euros alone yeah I have to agree with you one of the best tournaments we've had in a while I'd say really enjoyable and I I was an England fan, so a bit um devastating to see them lose in the final. And this was right after I saw United lose in the Europa League final. Yeah. So I was going through um some harsh times, but well deserved to Italy, played well, made a comeback, and just you know, you can't really say anything. Italy deserved the win, they played well. Yeah, and just to see so many youngsters and new players like shining, it kind of reminded me of the reminded me of the twenty fourteen World Cup where so many new players were shining and these yeah. so many new stars and but yeah, because I don't I can't say that we've had like 
a good tournament since the 2014 World Cup, in my opinion. Like, yeah, through my own memories. Yeah. Just seeing this, it was just nice. Maybe we were just, like, in need, so in need of it because of all the things happening in the world. But it was just really nice to see. Yeah. I mean, even with all those good times, there was like chaos and bad moments after, which was uh, leading after the penalties in the final when yeah. there was a lot of racism happening in England and parts of the world because yeah, everyone knows what happened. But do you want to talk about that? Well, so I was an England fan and yeah, Rashford, uh, Sancho and Sako did miss the penalties. They're once again they're still human and they're youngsters and they're not perfect. People need to understand all the racist comments they were getting. Like, uh, there was this like um English like uh professor like he teaches children. He was calling Rashford like racial slurs. So it's just people like the most common people you wouldn't expect to hear racism from. Uh, we're saying all these things and it's just shocking. TV, honestly. That's just crazy, even, like, after hosting such a good tournament and having so many good times, just that one bad moment from your own players. It's not even another yeah. another team's players. You're just, like, you're supposed to be supporting your players, not, you know, yeah. booing them or just hating on them. And after all, like, to be honest, I don't even know why they were, they took the penalties in the first place, but that doesn't matter. They If they missed or scored, that doesn't matter. That doesn't change what what the outcome should be from the fans. Yeah. And it's just crazy because all, like, the... So many black people in England had to just hide and just out of fear and they couldn't go outside because they were scared they were yeah. going to get abused. And that's just... That's just uh, I don't want to talk about it too much, you know? I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to darken the mood, but... It's just crazy for me because I'd say England has played this whole tournament who helped them reach the final was a black player, which was Raheem Sterling. And yeah. he had an outstanding performance. Everyone was cheering his name, loving him. But yeah. as soon as a colored player misses a penalty, you go all against them. Yeah, you can't have that double standards. Like, yeah. You either support them or hate them. There's no both. But yeah, I mean, as much as sad that was, uh, concludes our list, but. Overall, I think 2021, bad and good, has been a really influential year on football. And I'm just really excited to see what happens in the next year, especially with the World Cup coming. And yeah, World Cup. Can't it's, felt like so, it's felt like so long. And even though it's going to be in the winter, it's going to be really weird. But I'm, I'm waiting. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. So that concludes everything in this podcast but i hope you guys enjoyed it and please subscribe for more content like this we're going to be uploading more videos on tuesdays and fridays and thank you for the guys on spotify for listening to this podcast but what do you have to say well that sums up this year crazy year a lot of events and i hope you guys enjoyed the video make sure to like comment down subscribe and thanks for watching. Right, peace. Peace.